Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And while you were here, you might as well check out the Leeds Podcast Network, where we have six, yeah, you heard it, six brand new shows, Monday through Saturday, each and every single week. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And whenever you listen to them, we are there. We cover the NBA, the WNBA, and we even dip our toes into the NFL. Check us out because we're really good. Memphis, 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 I am your host, Daniel Greer, and this is the Grizz 901 Podcast. It has been a weird, weird weekend. It's Monday, and honestly, let's get into the personal life real quick. The wife, the oldest daughter, both came down with COVID. We're supposed to record our podcast on Monday. Yeah, that, that I'm sorry, on Sunday, and that wasn't happening last night. I have a three-year-old as well, so just a little behind the scenes, um, what's happening in my life, that's really what it, what it comes down to. I'm trying to wrangle a three-year-old from just being bored. That's all I hear. Bored. I'm bored. And so I've dealt with that, now dealt with the, uh, the oldest daughter who is now you know symptom-free. Everything's good, thank God. The wife is still battling it. So it has been a, uh, a war this weekend. But thankfully, everybody's getting a little bit healthier, and we're getting back to uh, really just being uh, the best we can be. And, you know, honestly, it's giving us a lot of time to spend together and do fun things. But I had a chance to get out and record the podcast, so this is why it's a little bit late. And it honestly, I had so much to talk about that I had to do the podcast today. I miss free basketball, which is on the Leeds Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, go check it out. I gave my uh, NBA Christmas wish list that they were doing. Uh, so Mikey Shooms, who is a diehard Pelicans fan and a uh, friend of the podcast, a friend of Ryan, came over and helped him out. So that was great for him, and I want to thank him for that because, honestly, I couldn't do it last night. I just couldn't. And so it was so nice to actually have someone step in for me and not have to worry about doing both podcasts this week. But it is Christmas season, and Christmas is coming. And I think, up my sleeve, I have another podcast. I'm waiting on confirmation, but we're hoping to have it out before Christmas this week. You're going to love it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get the details out yet, but when the next podcast drop, if it says what it, I think it's going to say in the title, you won't want to miss it. All right, let's get into what's kind of went down the last uh, week. And really, it was, it, was a, it was a great week leading up to last night. It was a win against the 76ers, 126-91, to 91, a win against uh, the Blazers at their place, 113-103. We then, a couple days later, played the Kings on the road, 124-105 win, and then got back home. And Kyle Anderson said that, Honestly, coming back off of a West Coast road trip, the Grizzlies never play well the first game. Well, that happened again. They lost to the Blazers 105-100. And honestly, 
the Grizzlies never were out of the game. The Grizzlies played decent. They played well. The flow of the game just did not match up their, their style. The way they like to play up and down, getting out, getting deflections, getting steals. You know, the steals still came. They're still, you know, now plus 10 steals in every, in the last 11 games, I want to believe. So 10 or more steals in the last 11 games. So they're still defending well. They just could not hit open shots, and they could not do what they normally do. And it was mainly Jaron Jackson Jr., who consistently was in foul trouble. He could not get into the rhythm of the game, and that's really what his detriment the whole night. He ended up playing 20 minutes, and he fouled out of the game. 11 points, 2 rebounds, and an assist. He was 0 for 2 from beyond 3-point line, so he never actually got into the flow of the game. Same thing with Desmond Bain. He played 33 minutes. He did have four fouls as well, but nine points, one of eight from three-point line, that's not, that's not Desmond Bain. And even Tyus Jones, he had five assists, and that's, and that's all great with no turnovers. Okay, sounds like a good Tyus you know, night. But really, five, five points, that, that, that wasn't great. Uh, one of four from deep, two of eight overall. Those numbers, you know, they sound okay. There's nothing that stands uh, outlandish. And so I was just kind of just befuddled behind the whole, the whole way the, the night went down. And so we're going to chalk this one up to being a bad shooting night coming off the West Coast road trip, as Kyle Anderson said, and we're going to give it to that. I do want to give a shout out to Dylan Brooks. Dylan the villain is back. Last night he absolutely showed that he can be a force to reckon with in this league. He defended, De, uh, De, um, I almost called him DeMar DeRozan. I got him on my mind. But Damian Lillard, very well. And Lillard had, you know, he got off in the first quarter. But after that, he was he was Damian Lillard. He wasn't nothing going off. He wasn't going crazy. He played a good game the entire night. But he never really got going again after that first quarter. But Dylan Brooks, 37 points, 4 of 10 from three-point line, 12 of 25 overall. I love Dylan, and he went at it. He was getting to the front of the rim. A lot of times it was because of Steven Adams just kind of shallowing out and, and really just moving his guy out of the play and causing a log jam in the middle of the paint. Dylan Brooks goes right around him, scoop and score. Nice. He got caught shooting way too many three-pointers, kind of a heat check moment towards the end of the, the fourth quarter, towards the end of the game, the last five minutes. I know on Grizzly, I made mention of it. I love Dylan. I just think sometimes when a player gets hot, and he's very bad about it, you kind of get to the heat check mode. Okay, am I, am I rolling? The problem was he was 4 of 10 from deep, but he really wasn't just killing the, the, uh, the Blazers from beyond the arc. It really wasn't that. It was mainly because he was getting to his spot, whether it was a 15-footer, whether it was getting to the front of the rim, and that's really where it came down to. Towards the end of the game, I think he missed two or three you know, pretty wide-open three-pointers that I, I don't know if they were the best of shots, but they were definitely ill-advised that late in the game, that early in the shot clock. So either way, I, I'll ride with Dylan all day, especially when he is uh, in his bag, they say. Um, and so it was a loss, 105-100. to 100. If you've uh, followed us along uh, at Grizz Lead, but also check us out over at Bet the Lead. We are part of the Lead Sports Media. We've been given an opportunity to really put out our bets. And a lot of times that I do, I bet on the Grizzlies because I know and understand this team more and more and through and through. 
And two bets that we hit on last night is the the total under for whoever the Grizzlies are playing. It was the Blazers last night, and the Blazers were you know 107.5. So they had to score 108 points. The Grizzlies haven't allowed 108 points. I, I don't believe they have at all in this whole this whole run with that jaw. And so I went ahead and hit that. They did get up to 105, but in the end of the day, they didn't get to 108, and that's really all we worry about. So we had a winner there. So take a look and take a chance on that. Tonight's a little weird. If you're looking at the line, you're looking at the total under for the, the Thunder, yeah, that scares me too. So if you're looking at it, it's 101.5. That's really not what I'm going for. Uh, that 101 points is easily doable, even by a, a team that isn't that great. They can still score the ball. They're an NBA team. They're professionals. So 101.5 worries me. So I'm going to kind of stay out of the way on that one, but just kind of check it out. Another one that worries me that we hit on last night, uh, we hit on Steven Adams, rebounds and assists uh, over 11 and a half. He had 14. He's averaging close to 14 uh, the last, uh, I want to say, five or six games. He's playing very well. I don't know if the matchup is really there with the Thunder. I don't know if they use enough bigs, but the Grizzlies also don't have a lot of players. So how does that handle and how does that you know change out? The last time we played, we scored 152 points, and the entire bench played majority of the game. So, so stay away on that one as well. Uh, those are two that I love normally, but against the Thunder, who are a little undersized, that's really not the team that I'm going and looking at to play a big guy. Um, I haven't really had any player props just yet come out at me, but but stay tuned to uh, Bet the Lead. It's at Bet the Lead. Uh, I'm always putting stuff out there. It's probably going to be closer to the game time because COVID is happening. COVID's happening in the NBA. COVID's happening in the NFL. COVID's happening in my life. Okay, this isn't anything that we're going to continue to talk about, but it is part of sports. The Grizzlies have miraculously stayed away from the COVID bug, knock on wood. I just hope that they continue to kind of stay away from the COVID bug because this is really what could derail this team. It really could. And we're going to hit on that in a second, but I want to revisit how we thought that this week would go, I thought it would go two and two. And the Grizzlies surprised me again, going three and one. They are 19 and 12 overall. They're fourth in the West. They're eight and two in the last 10. It's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. And this Grizzlies team continues to bounce back over and over and over again. Uh, they continue to surprise me. And I honestly, I'm a homer. I'm that guy who, who thinks that they could do this. But also something we want to look at is we talked about a long time ago that the Grizzlies would get through 12-20 and they would eventually get Jaw back going on the road to the Warriors and the Kings. Well, Jaw, he let out his, his ninja, his little black ninja, his night ninja, I don't know what he calls it. He let it out again. He also put up the smiley faces this morning on Twitter. So as you can see, Jaw's getting back. And, if, and I don't think that Ja plays tonight against the Thunder, but I would not doubt if Ja is back and actually gets another you know, a chance to start playing on the 23rd against the Warriors on the road. It is you know, pretty much before Christmas, 
So they will go there, and they'll probably come back just to go back again and play the Kings on the 26th. But also, if you've heard this podcast, you know that we said that he would be back for the, for the Warriors game. And that's really, we said it would be 13 games that he'd be out. That gave him uh, close to a little over three weeks. Uh, they want to make sure they're you know, careful with him. And putting him out on the, on the road allows them to you know, not be in front of the home fans where he might feel like he has to show off. He can kind of have time away where they can get him you know, enough rest as well. He's away from family and friends, and he can pretty much just kind of worry about his leg and worry about basketball. And so if he, back, if he doesn't play tonight and he plays against the Warriors on the 23rd, I'm just going to say my crystal ball was right. And that would be actually very, very funny that it, that it happened that way. We did say that the Grizzlies should be you know, 500 at that time, so they're now 19 and 12 with potential to go 20 and 12. And how sweet would that be? Getting into this week, tonight there is the Thunder. I'm not going to break down the matchups too much because I have uh, other things I want to talk about. But tonight's Thunder, I see that as a win. And then whether Ja comes back or not, Thursday at the Warriors, they do have the two days off, which is very, very nice. They're needing it. But I think that's a loss. The Warriors are the Warriors. No matter, no matter what, the Grizzlies are going to play them well, and I, feel, and, I, and I wholeheartedly feel like that because – I think they match up better against them, and it's, it comes down to the question. Does Steph go off or does he not? And if he doesn't go off right now, I feel like the Grizzlies can win that, but we're going to give that a loss. Sunday at the Kings, it is the day after Christmas. I know it could be weird, but the Grizzlies have something to play for, and I think going on the road against the Kings, knowing what the schedule looks like coming up, I think those, are, you know, those winnable games have to be won. And so I really think that the Grizzlies get that, which gives them a two-in-one week. So that's where I stand on that. And we'll get into more of what's upcoming now. But in the end of the day, if the Grizzlies are 21 and 13, I feel great about that. That gives me the, the question. There's two questions I have. One, what happens at the trade deadline? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll get into, I'll, I'll answer it a little bit in a roundabout way. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what the best situation is. Is it to hold on to this team? Is it to be patient? And if a consolidation piece just kind of presents itself, if the phone rings and somebody just gives you an offer you can't refuse, is that the right plan of action? Man, I, I, I wish that that was the answer because I really do think that's where the Grizzlies can be. They have three picks, three first-round picks next year. The Lakers are you know, hit or miss. AD just went out for a month. So are they going to struggle? Are they going to have a better pick for the Grizzlies, potentially? Because who knows how AD, how AD is going to be back uh, when he gets back. Like, is he going to be full force? Man, there's so many questions around that. The Grizzlies can go either way. But I think being aggressive isn't the smart move. They do have two expiring contracts uh, in Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson, along with Sam Merrill, um, added in there. I, I think that if the phone rings and it's, a, and it's an offer you can't refuse, I think it's exactly what you want to do. But something else I want to share, it's not exactly all about that, okay? It's not about, you know, waiting on the right piece. I think our, our, the question gets answered by really the next month. And I'll, and I'll give you my reasons why. Is the Grizzlies have three this week. As I said, they can be over 500 this week going two and one. 
Worst case, they're one and two, I believe, because I think they're going to get a win against the Thunder or the Kings. So let's just kind of say they're going to still be either two or one or one and two. At that point, the Grizzlies are going to go next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Nothing crazy. That sounds like um, just a normal week, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So this week, three games. You have a uh, Monday, Thursday, Sunday. And then you turn around the next week, which is another holiday week. And it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And those games are against the Suns uh, on the road. And then you have, which is a back-to-back, mind you. So don't forget that Suns on a back-to-back. That could be a spot where they rest You know, some people. Uh, they go ahead and go on the road, get the Kings win on Sunday. And then Monday, they play the Suns and potentially rest some players if need be. And then they come back home against the Lakers at home again, without AD, who has been really the guy who who hurts the Grizzlies. He's dominated Jaron Jackson Jr. And then the Spurs, who are not a great team, but they can beat you on any given night. So those those games are tough too. All right, so those games are hit or miss. But that's pretty much six games over the next two weeks. Over the next holiday weeks, as I phrased them, you have home against the Thunder, home against the Lakers, home against the Spurs, on the road against the Warriors, Kings, and Suns. So... Those are doable games. At the worst case, I say the Grizzlies are 500. I really do. Over just those course of games. And so with those six games, I, I don't know why the Grizzlies couldn't be you know, 22 and 15. That doesn't sound terrible. But this is really where it gets hairy. After the new year, the Grizzlies have a game on the 3rd of January. And then those 12 days until the 14th is their last game, just in this short span, they have eight games in 12 days. Eight games in 12 days. Four on the road, four at home. So that's doable. The issue is, is when they go on the road, they're going out to the East Coast, and then they're going to get back and then go out to the West Coast. They're going to play the Nets and the Cavs on the East Coast and come back against the Clippers and the Lakers. So it's you're going from one side of the country to the other. So that's an issue, plus you're coming back and stationing at home, not on long road trips. You, it's just it's hit, it's out in, out in. That's really what the Grizzlies are going to be at. So it's then you start on the road with the two on the, on the East Coast. You come back home for a game, then you go on the West Coast, and then you come back home again. So it's just it's going to be a weird time, and that's really what I want to phrase this around is the Grizzlies have eight games in 12 days. In the first seven of those 12 days, they have five of those games. Five games in seven days. Overall, it is eight games in 12 days. That is a rough stretch. And with the teams they're playing, Nets, Cavs, Clippers, Lakers, they could easily lose all those games on the road. Easily. At home, you play the Pistons. Okay, that should be a winnable game. They're frisky. They're young. The Warriors at home. Okay, that could be hit or miss. The T-Wolves, we owe them, okay, just like they owed us. And then the Mavericks at home. Those games potentially are all toss-ups. That gets us to game 45, okay? That we're gonna, that's through 45 games. And with the trade deadline, February the 10th, that's roughly less than a month. So how I'm going to phrase this with the trade deadline for the Grizzlies, it's not about what the Grizzlies are going to do. Because I really do think that as long as the Grizzlies can realistically, if they can go 500, 
Does that hold on to the fourth spot in the West? If it doesn't, does it hold on to the fifth spot? And at that point, I think that's where your, your questions are answered a little bit. If the Grizzlies can go on this stretch that is really a long, long stretch, okay? It, it's, it's very, very tough. If they get through the 14th of January and they have uh, five games up, if they're five games up from you know being 500, I think it's realistically a shot that the Grizzlies being over halfway through with 45 games and 30-ish remaining, I really do I, I really do think that the Grizzlies have a chance to kind of hold this together and be patient. Now, if if COVID knock on wood, if COVID takes these Grizzlies out, that's an issue because like I just said, eight games in twelve days, once a new year hits, there's gonna be obviously family meetings with around Christmas. Is everybody being careful? Is COVID still running rampant as it is right now? Like those are big questions. As long as the Grizzlies can stay healthy and they're getting John Morant back, I really think that the Grizzlies will have a a plus 500 record. I think there are five games above 500 pretty, I wouldn't say pretty easily, but this team is very frisky and everybody else is having their issues as well. So with that being said, I think the Grizzlies then can be patient. If it goes the other way and the Grizzlies just struggle, they have COVID issues and everything just falls apart, then maybe they need to make their decision and kind of consolidate because they don't have a chance to really go for it. But the other question is, is do they really have the chance to go for it even if they do hold on to it? Can they beat the Jazz? Can they beat the Suns? Can they beat the Warriors? You can add in the Lakers because they realistically could potentially make a big move at the trade deadline whether they want to move on from Russ or not. So there's a lot of questions surrounding this Grizzlies team. But the great thing about all of it is the fact is that I really do love where the Grizzlies are. They're in a good spot because they're somewhere that not everybody expected them to be, in all honesty. They are fourth in the West, 19-12 and 12 record. And being seven games above 500 is crazy good right now. It is crazy good. And with them not having their best player and all of a sudden he's starting to come back, it has to, it, the questions are, are there. I know people are stupid and say and, have, and, uh, and offer the question of, are they better without Ja? And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And honestly, I, I've seen people say, are they better without Zaire? Because realistically, maybe that question is true, but how are you going to be any better if you can't develop your young talent? And so with that being said, somebody who plays 15 minutes a night isn't the reason that you're giving up 110 plus points a game. And now you're all of a sudden turned around and you're only giving up a hundred. No, what it is, is a lot of players have stepped up and that's really what it comes down to. A lot of these players with the Grizzlies have stepped up. The Anthony Melton, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson, Jr. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, even Steven Adams. He's finding his role. And I think what's really been the biggest uh, change in all of this is it's been what Taylor Jenkins and the staff have done. With Jaw out, they made it more of a free-flow offense. They get the ball into potentially the post, whether it is Jaron, but mostly it's been Steven Adams. And you're cutting through him, and you're cutting around him, and he's having those jump-offs. 
Plus, we're getting into the lane more and making sure we have those those points in the paint. And the ball's not kind of sticking. When the ball sticks, a lot of times we're late in the shot clock and somebody's having a bailout three. With Jaw, a lot of times that does happen or Jaw's creating for himself. And Jaw's amazing. So why would you not do that? Well, the reason you don't do that is because you can't get the other players on your team involved in the game as well as they have been. And so when Jaw comes back, I, I think he really picks up what's going to happen. As long as the Grizzlies continue to play the style of offense that they have played, as long as they play the style of defense that they played, this team is only going to get better. Okay, just adding Ja, who's not a great defender. Okay, that's known. That's fine. You don't have to have Ja as a great defender to be good defensively. And that's just plain and simple. Adding Zaire back stretches the floor. That allows for less Xavier Tillman minutes. And Xavier Tillman, he's just not been good lately. And that's okay. He, he is what he is. He's a serviceable, serviceable big who should be a lifetime backup big. He's not a starting big man. He's just not. But that's okay too. It's okay to be in this role and actually be good in your role. And that is, if you get 12 to 15 minutes, you're good, you're consistent, and you don't let your team down. That is very important. Very, very important in the, in the NBA. And yes, he won't be a playoff player. He just won't be. But Xavier Tillman will be a very key you know, part of this team, as well as Brandon Clark. So I want to just look at and see that this team can be very, very good. And when these other players get back, they're still going to be good. I think the whole scheme has changed on both ends of the court, both offensively and defensively. And with that being said, I think uh, that these players who have been out, mainly Ja but also Brandon Clark and Zaire Williams, when they come back, they're going to pick up just as the players are. Because really, what you're getting back, you're getting back rested players. You're getting back players who want to prove that they belong, prove that they want to get their spot back. Because there's nothing worse than, than seeing your buddies, who you love, play and be successful without you. And you want to talk about a chip on the shoulder? Jaw's ready to get back. He wants to get his spot back as the man. And he also, above everything else, he wants to win. And that's really what it will come down to with Ja, is whether the Grizzlies win or lose. If they go back to giving up 110-plus points a game, then you know what? He'll look in the mirror, and things will change. I, I, I give a lot of credit to Ja and being, honestly, open and transparent. And that's really what he's been. And so... I think going forward, we're going to see a fired-up jaw. And I think we're going to see a fired-up Brandon Clark, Zaire Williams. And I think you're going to see that these players are really going to take this Grizzlies team to the next, next, next step. And I hope that it is fourth place in the West. And if it's not, if they fall all the way back to potentially the sixth spot, that's still a spot that nobody picked the Grizzlies to be in. But it also says that some other of these teams – are starting to figure it out as well, which means that the NBA, it's really hard. But having a four-game lead in you know the Southwest Conference above Dallas, that's, that's really important. So we're going to see what happens. It's a fun time. It's Christmas week. I'm excited. We have something big planned that I hope comes to fruition because it'll be a whole lot of fun. And you'll hear a lot of guys geeking out about some of their favorite players 
but also some of really your favorite players as well. So let's have a great week. We'll hit you again this week before Christmas. I don't want to say Merry Christmas just yet because you'll hear me once again. But I promise you, it's going to get better, whatever you're going through. And you know what? Family time is the best time. So be nice and tell your friends.